Welcome to the OA Light a Candle meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Mickey. Hello, I'm Mickey, recovering compulsive eater, orthorexic, under eater, over exerciser, umbrella term. Here I am. <laughs> um, thank you, Kiko, for asking me to lead. It's always an honor and a privilege to be of service in this program. And for those who are new or coming back or not sure if this is for you, um, you know, my my experience is I did six different meetings to see if this is for you, and hopefully you hear something that you connect with. Um, you know, I just got nervous all of a sudden. <laughs> Um, so, I hope you don't have what I have. I have a fault-finding, opinionated, unsatisfiable mind that can't stand the word no, that constantly moves the target. So, my mind says be a size zero. I'm 5'10". I will never be a size zero. It says be a size zero. I get there. I try, try, try. I get there. I get whatever I want. It moves the target again. Mm-hmm. It says, oh, go get the, go get food X. You know, I drive to six different stores to get the food X. Then as soon as I get it and I eat it, it says, why'd you do that? You idiot. I am a slave to my fault-finding mind. And the only thing that can relieve it for me was finding these rooms, working the 12 steps, and, and relating to my higher power. So welcome again if you're new, if you don't really understand. It's like learning a new language here. What are all these steps? I don't understand what everyone's talking about. But please, everybody's welcome here. Um, so with that fault-finding mind, <laughs> that's always in a hurry, that's yelling at the car in front of me for going too slow and you know, wanting the people behind me to stop beeping at me because I'm going to whatever. And that mind, I know when I'm in that mind is because when I'm fault-finding, I'm complaining, I'm comparing, I'm competing, I'm criticizing, and controlling. And if I'm doing those things, I can't be aligned with my higher power. I can't be free from food and, freedom from food and body obsession. And um, that's what I have. I have. I've been in program for almost... 18, 20 years, and I have 15 years of abstinence, and the abstinence freedom from food and body obsession. And I've over-exercised and injured myself. I've, um, just for the newcomer who maybe can't hear, this is for the newcomer who, wants, who has to identify. And I've um, injured myself. I've eaten nothing all day and passed out. Um, you know, I used laxatives, I had, and I lost control, and I had feces in my pants. Um, I've eaten out of the garbage. I've eaten in the bathroom. Um, I eat when parents go to bed. I've eaten my roommate's food. Had to go out, buy it back in Switzerland. Like everything's closed. Going to five different stores at three in the morning. I'm like a crack addict trying to replace the food that I ate. And um, you know that's because my disease is. It's never. I can never be at peace with myself. 
And um, my body is just my earth ride. Mm-hmm. And it's my shell. And it's my human suit. So, you know, I still spilled coffee on my shirt today. Well, that's also my human suit. What's really in me is the light that God gave me. The light that you see when I, you know, when we speak to each other. We look in each other's eyes and say, I get it. It's okay. We're here for each other. And when um, my earth ride, and my, my fault finding mine will be, oh, look at my wrinkles. Now I'm, now I'm 50. Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at my varicose veins and, you know, my thighs. And, like, everything's wrong when I, when I let my disease, and I call it the ism. Because it says, in the big book, it says talk more about alcoholism. And it's the ism, which is the, my disease, my, that's what I call it. And so I can, you know, go nuts about my varicose veins and my stretch marks and everything. And none of that matters. My higher, higher power loves me for who I am. And as long as I'm willing to be aligned or getting aligned, that's all that matters. And I, I have a fur baby. She's 20 years old. And she loves the cat. And um, casters don't live that long. And she loves me to death. She purrs. She cuddles up right here. And I know that's my my higher power saying that's okay. I love you. My cat doesn't care what size I am. Doesn't care what I ate today. What I didn't eat today. It didn't care that I was upset with my coworkers. It didn't. You know, it doesn't matter that I botched things up. It still loves me just as my higher power. Um. And I couldn't hear any of that until I came to these rooms. And so just to briefly talk about the 12 steps, um, you know, step one is I'm powerless over, in the 12th, is over alcohol. I'm powerless over food. I'm powerless over exercising. I'm powerless over my old ideas. I'm powerless over my old character. I'm here to build the new character. And the dash is the part that I don't hear a lot is that my life has become unmanageable. And for me, it's my thought life. It's reality is going to happen, and it's what my mind that's telling me about that's what's really bothering me. So somebody at work, oh, I work with so-and-so today. Oh, they're late again. Oh, I got to do everything for that person. Like My mind just adds on and builds and builds, and that's a self-talking mind. And now I haven't even clocked in yet, and I'm having the worst day of my life. Instead, I can say, oh, look at me, higher power. I'm up to my old tricks. Can you be with me? Can you help me be the woman you want me to be? Can you help me take care of God's children today? Can you help me have compassion for this person who I have judgment and fault-finding with? Because really, he's just like my cat, who, who's just doing the best he, can, best he can be. And so when I start with that attitude, I'm like, wow, look at all the people I get to help today. And, I ha- and it just changes my perspective 360 degrees. Um, now I forget what's... Oh, yes, the steps. So, step two. And then, so when I, you know, I'm powerless over alcohol, I'm, I am complete defeat. And only when I'm in complete defeat am I willing to do things differently. If I didn't have to be here, I not... Now that I'm here, I'm going to stay. But if I couldn't manage this food and weight thing and, you know, all my crazy judgments, I wouldn't be here. But I can't manage them. I'm a complete defeat over all of that. So, um, so I'm here, and I'm admitting that I'm powerless. 
Um, two came to believe that a power greater than me could restore me to sanity. I say things in the I because we means you all, not me. So when I read things, I read it in the I because I really hit home for me when I practice it in the I. Um, and I know that that power isn't me, and I don't know what that power is, and you can call your power whatever you want, and it doesn't matter. I just know that it's, an, for me, it's an energy, not that it matters what I, my thing is. And when I'm, I just know that it's not me. And that, and when I'm like, okay, energy, healer, source, whatever words you want to use, can you help me align? Kind of like uh, Star Wars, when you get the lightsaber out. <laughs> help me align, higher power. You know, just be with me. And that's all I have to do in the higher power is on me. And three is making it a still decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him. So I'm making the decision right here, right now. It's all I have is right now. And my will is my old ideas, my old character, all my old thoughts, my opinions, my judgments to the, your care and help me be the woman you want me to be. This is how I kind of work my stuff so I'm talking about them. And four is making a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. This is where I get to see where am I complaining, where I'm comparing, where I'm in resentment. Resentment means to re-feel. I feel it over and over and over again. I get that burning belly when I think about my brother who, you know, did X, Y, and Z, and I, I have a problem with that. And with the grace of this program, um, I got reunited with my brother. I took a candle here a while back, and I saw my brother... Second time I saw him in 15 years. And we don't have a relationship, but we're showing up. And I said, hey, can I clean the table for you? Can I, you know, we, he had dinner at his house. And he, did, he he's not able to have a conversation. He's not able, like, he just can't do it. But I can have compassion for him and know that I'm showing up. I'm doing, keeping my side of the street clean to be open and have an open mind and an open heart to have a relationship with him if he can't meet me that's okay but i'm showing up um so searching and fearless I mean, as you can see i'm a very tendental person here on his feet um but a searching and fearless moral, moral inventory so i you know i look at where my resentments are where am i avoiding where am i selfish where am i self-centered and 99 percent of the time my character defects are controlling, that's why it's one of the, the isms. I'm self-righteous, judgmental, opinionated, and you're not doing what I want you to do. And that's why I'm in fear. So I'm fear that I don't, I'm not going to get what I want, or fear that I can't have it. And so all my thoughts, everything I do is squirreling around, trying to make my, in the past, squirreling around, trying to make this right to fit my view of how the world should run. So I'm now like the manager of the universe when I'm in my old self. And now with that clearing of the, with doing the inventory, inventory, I got to slow down, my mind gets faster. And relating it to an, um, another human being, I can see where I'm fault-finding, where I'm um, not being the child of God that I think he wants me to be. And I can begin having compassion. I can start saying the forgiveness prayer. And it's in a big book, and I forget at the moment, so I can't look it up if you want. Um, 
And then six and seven is talking about our shortcomings and listing our character defects. And, you know, I didn't know that being perfect is a character defect. Because when I'm trying to be perfect, I have a very narrow vision. But it's balanced. It's on a teeter-totter. When it's in the middle and I am trying to do the best job I can at work or in my school or whatever I'm doing, that's an asset. When it, when it paralyzes me that I can't do anything, then it's a defect. Or if I'm over-controlling or overbearing, or no one wants to work with me because it has to be perfect. That's, that's for me, the opposite side of the character defects. Um, eight, nine is made a list we had harmed, and nine is making the amends. And if you're in the steps, it's okay. They come in order. You don't have to believe in God. <laughs> you don't have to make amends, and you just got here, and you don't even know what I'm talking about. But with the amends, um, I have new relationships with my family. Again, I just saw my family last time I spoke. And I can show up for my family. I can take care of myself. And, and I can still be of service to my family. And um, I grew up in an alcoholic home. And there's a lot of drinking in my family. And um, so I qualify for another program, which we don't talk about here. So... Um, but that helps me have compassion for the alcoholic who's just like me, who doesn't know any other way to do it, and it's just another way of distracting the mind, killing the pain. Because if I'm eating, I'm in so much pain. And for me, um, like when I, especially in the past, when I'm using the food and binging and purging, it's because that's all I knew how to do. That was the only tool in the toolbox that I had. And now with program, I have... All the tools, all the steps, all the traditions, all of you, all the meetings, and I have my higher power, and I can be here right here, right now. And in this moment, I'm free. I'm free from food, freedom from food, freedom from body obsession, freedom from what I did wrong. I'm not future tripping, worrying about what's going to happen at work, and blah, 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 blah. and I'm not worrying about the past because so and so didn't do this, or how you know the, all the fears and all the. Of, of the future and the past are not here if I'm in my seat and where, I'm feet, where my feet are. One of the phrases I loved is, be where your feet are. And right here, my feet are in the meeting. And so sometimes I have to be like, oh, yeah, I'm in the meeting. Bring, can you come back to my human ride, <laughs> my human body suit, and sit back in the chair? Um, but I started talking about 8 9 because I made amends to my family. And again, I don't, I cleaned up my side of the street. And now that I'm older, I get to see where family's more important. I still live 3,000 miles away from them, but I still call, I still show up for them. Um, for my brother who I haven't seen in 15 years, I have mailed Christmas cards and gifts for his children. And I never even got it. Not that I needed a thank you, but I didn't, like, are they getting them? Like, I was just concerned. And now my brother texts me. Not often, maybe once every, you know, couple months. That's the most I've had in like 20 years. And so by making the amends, being the woman that God wants me to be, and showing up for program, and all the little things I learned, I learned in program, and I say, get a, you know, get a commitment, say hello at the door. It's because it helps me get out of myself and say, hey, welcome. 
Welcome. Thank you for being here. Let me help you with the literature. Let me help you get to the meeting. I know these churches are all kind of weird, and you have to go down some weird random hallway, and you know, back in the day. And I started program before like cell phones were. Well, I think cell phones were around, but no one really had them. And you know, we had meeting lists, and you're like looking on your Thomas Guide. Where the heck is this meeting? And the Thomas Guide, for those who don't know, it is a map for Los Angeles <laughs> to get here. And, um, you know, if I put even 10% into my program of what I put into my disease, I'm already ahead of the game. So think about every time I had to drive across town for X or had to drive a town, a town Y to, you know, work, work out and get this done and all that. Like if I put 10% of that energy into program, into doing my morning coffee with God, I call it coffee with God. I have literature. Um, I pray for, or I meditate for 10 minutes. This is a good day. This is a perfect day. Uh, this is a perfect day. Um, but I read for a few minutes. I read like a daily reader because I usually have time for that. I meditate for 10 minutes and I talk to God or I drink my coffee. And I talk and I pray for others. I pray for the people that, um, you know, are hit by the hurricanes, all the people that pass from COVID, all the people that are working with people that are dying. All of, you know, the Ukraines um, that are housed. And I'm praying for the people that are housing them. And all of a sudden, I'm already feeling better. Because I used to wake up, ah, oh, I gotta get up. Well, when I start with that thinking, of course I'm going to have a terrible day. And so I said, I wake up, little Darby's all cuddled up next to me. My husband's in bed. I'm gra- and I say, I'm grateful for my cat. I'm grateful for my sheets. I'm grateful for my comfy bed. And I'm already having a Starting off with gratitude. Um, and I work 10 hours, so I bring lots of different snacks and food options. And um, I usually work out afterward or have a meeting, go to a meeting. And then I have dinner with my husband and rinse, repeat. It's kind of my day. But the reason why I wanted to talk about the food for a moment is no one told me it was going to be sloppy in the beginning, like trying to figure out abstinence, trying to figure out foods that work for me. For me, work, find that, trying to figure out an abstinence that works for me. Because one thing I love about OA is everyone gets to talk with their sponsor and their higher power to see what works for them. You don't have to do what I do. It's none of my business what you eat. None, none of my business. My role as a sponsor, if you ask me a sponsor, is to help you get, you know, figure out what works for you and go from there. But what you eat is none of my business. And I'm not here to patrol you or anything like that. I'm just showing you my recipe for a guide to living that for food, excess food isn't necessary. And that's what I got from this program. Um, and 10 is taking a personal inventory and when we're wrong, promptly admitted it. So I do practice, um, you know, on the spot inventory where like, oh, I kind of vented on my coworker. I got to go back and say, you know, and I go back and they'll look at me like, well, don't worry about it. We all vent. I'm like, mm, no, because I'm complaining. I'm comparing. I'm criticizing. You know, I'm poisoning you with my thoughts about that person, or I'm poisoning you about what I think about X. I don't need to do that. Who wants to be around negative Nancy or? You know, someone who knows it all, all the time. Not me. Um, and then, you know, take a regular inventory. So, I practice. I'm not, I don't do it all the time. But I practice, where am I fearful today? Where am I resentful today? 
Where was I dishonest? Where was I in fear? And then I get to see, not in a way to beat myself up, because beating yourself up is not one of the steps. (laughs) So I can align myself and say, God, can you help me? You know, if there's any damage I need to repair, repair the damage, make some calls, so I can have a clean slate in the morning. Um... One of my, I always talk about etch and sketch. I don't know if it's young, young, young people, but you know, etch and sketch back in the day when you like dial away drawings and then you shake it up and you get to start your whole day over again. We can do that anytime. We can do it right now. So if I eat something that doesn't work for me, I get a scratch on my Ferrari. It doesn't mean I total my Ferrari because I have a scratch, right? So same thing with food or exercise or restricting whatever it is. I don't need, I have a dent, move on. Be honest about it, and whatever your you know whatever you do with your sponsor and your program. But for me, it's about being honest. Like, oh, look, God, I'm up to my old tricks again. Can you be with me? Can you help me be the woman you want me to be? Can you help me make the amends that I don't want to make? Can you help me be the new character so I don't have to make these amends? And amends isn't oh, I'm sorry. Hmm. No, it's changing my behavior. And that's so hard at work because there's so much gossip. Everyone's gossiping. It's gossiping about each other, what's wrong, what's right. Everyone thinks they're the boss. Everyone complains and no one does anything to change it, right? (laughs) So that's an easy bandwagon to jump on. So my job as a spiritual person is to be like, ooh, my ears perk up and I want to dive in. I'm like, oh, that's not really something God wants me to do right now. I, and I still, I'm still guilty of it. I still jump in, sometimes head first. You know, I'm swimming around. But I'm like, ooh, I get to backpedal and be like, okay, that's not appropriate for me. Because gossip is, you know, gossip and being self-justified just isn't, there's no room for, for my light to shine and be in the sunlight of the spirit when, that, when I'm with that. Um, Eleven is sought through prayer meditation. Um, to prove, improve my conscious contact. So, um, you know, I do meditate. Sometimes I use apps. Sometimes I just talk to God. Sometimes I just listen to the birds. Mostly I just connect with my breath and get present. Sometimes I'm like, oh, blue door, red brick, white clouds. Sometimes I have to work really hard to get present. And sometimes I only meditate for ten breaths. But those 10 breaths are better than none because I'm off to the races. If I, my, when I notice I don't take the time to med- pray and meditate, my mind's already off to the races. I'm already thinking about what I'm going to cook or what I'm going to make. You know, it's this hamster rat wheel that is not aligned with my higher power. It's not aligned with the 12 steps. So that's my kind of my reset every morning. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps is to carry the message with others and practice these principles. And it says, all my affairs. Not my OA affairs. <laughs> Not my program affairs. In all my affairs. And um, so when I'm carrying the message, maybe I'm the person who holds the door open at Starbucks. When I go on vacation, I don't. it's just kind of hard to be at service. Hey, can I take that photo for you? Because they're all like, you know, everyone's trying to get in. It's... In their photo, I'm like, let me take the photo for you. You know how many people have sincerely thanked me and be like, oh, my God, this is the best photo we've ever had. And put it on the Christmas card. Because I took the time out to say, hey, can I take that photo for you? 
And it's just being of service and it's seeing and looking for so my my disease is amnesia. I forget I have a little food problem. I forget that I there's oh the higher power. That's why I come to meetings and listen to podcasts and all that because I'm like, oh yeah, this serenity prayer. Oh yeah, acceptance. Like you know, this is why I keep coming back because my disease is amnesia. Well, I was gonna say something else about that. See amnesia, I don't even remember what I was gonna say about that. Um I don't know where I was going with that. Okay, well, I have my big book here. And my other books. As you can see, they have lots of tabs and coffee stains. So you know that they're being used. Not that not that there's any judgment or anything. Um in the twelve and twelve, actually. Step two says the last sentence. God will restore me to sanity if I rightly relate myself to him. So for me, what rightly relating myself to him is just pausing. And we'll take 30 seconds with the clock. Oh, there's a minute hand. And let's just rightly relate with the, to your higher power right now. I don't know if that was 30 seconds, but I heard lots of breathing. And don't you feel more connected? Don't you feel a little bit lighter? I feel lighter. I can't say your experience. I feel lighter. And I feel like the energy, we're all like, feels zened out here. So I can practice this at any time. I can practice this at my desk. I can practice this when I'm with a client. I can practice this when someone's in my face yelling at me. And be like, okay, God, can you be with me? I, I don't know what to say to this person. Can you help me? Um, it also says in step one, on page 22, it says, um, it talks about how being desperate. And it says, AA's pioneering time. None but the more desperate cases would allow and digest this unpalatable truth. Even the last gaspers had, had often had difficulty in realizing how hopeless I am, really am. But I did, and when, these laid, when I laid hold of these AA principles with all the fervor, fervor sorry, which with the drowning seas life preservers. Are you... Are you Holding on to your life preserver. I know that I kind of like, I'm a good swimmer. I kind of let it float away and I swim back and float away. And that's the practice. The practice is swimming back and, and holding on. And I don't do this 100% all the time. You can talk to my husband and my clients and my coworkers. But it's the practice of returning, the practice coming back, practice of being the new character. What time did I go to? 6.20 Thank you. All right, I have one. I'll do a couple more here. Um, I mean, anyone can just open up the big book and or the twelve and twelve and find something that they relate to. The twelve and twelve is for also the AA, but I, that's all I had up on my chart. Um, 
And then I think in Um, all right, what did, what did I not talk about? It's like I said everything. Can I start questions earlier? I'll start questions earlier. All right, so thank you for letting me share. All right, who has a question? So the question was, um, how do I, quote-unquote, swim back to the life preserver? Um, how do I practice coming back to program, basically? Um, so, so first of all is having the pause and be like, oh, there I go again. I'm up to my old tricks. I'm in my old food. Or I'm in my old behavior. Because it doesn't say in the, that we're going to be erased of these problems and we're never going to be bad again, whatever bad is. So I could be like, oh, higher power. Like at me, up to my old tricks again. That's where we do our, you know, our fist step. We talk to our sponsor or our food person or whatever. And be like, oh, look, you know, I was um, inappropriate with somebody at work or I ate a food that doesn't work for me. And then I can look at it and what steps, you know, where was I in fear? Where am I in resentment? Because usually if I'm acting badly, it's because I'm in fear, I'm in resentment, I'm uncomfortable. And so I'm using food or inappropriateness to, to work itself out. So usually, like, if you, you know, think about a lion and or a rattlesnake. If you just walk around the rattlesnake, you're okay. But if you, like, get up in its face and go, you know what I mean? So I'm either a rattlesnake or I'm just kind of coiled up in the corner. So if you push me into the corner, I'm going to go ahead and scratch you out. But if I don't let myself get in fear and kind of look at back, and sometimes I don't know what it is for months or years, and that's okay. And it doesn't say we get to do this perfectly. Um, but I get to see, oh, okay, there I go again. And I just, um, the next meal, I eat my next meal on time, as healthy as it can be, and be like, get back on the horse, and God, can you be with me? Can you help me? Um, and I'm, thank you, and I'm helping, when I'm asking for prayer for myself, I'm asking God to help me be the light and help me be of service and have compassion for others as well as myself. So usually the, the worst critic in the room is in my head. My worst roommate is in my head. This is the one that beats me up all the time. Did that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, thank you so much. I appreciate the work. Um, I'm curious when work is you know extra stressful or time and or time consuming um, and you feel like you know something's got to give you can't handle it all um, is it 
whatever your program would give? Hmm. Hmm. That's about work and gets stressful and what gives and does my give to my does my program give? Um. So I'm not perfect. There are days where I don't have time. Like I'm, it's already. I get I get up at five in the morning. Leave my house at six. I'm in, I clocked in. You know I'm ready to go. It's an early day, and some days I just it's difficult. But we just practice rightly relating. To, what fifteen minutes ago, and I can practice that at any time. And be oh. and just pause. And imagine I'm a light, or the light's coming to me, whatever works for you. This is what I do. And just imagine the light getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's glowing. So I can do that at any time of the day. When work is busy and it's super stressful, I actually, I call it God's list to do. So I write down stuff, partly because I'm afraid I'm going to forget. I'm afraid I run out of time or whatever. So I don't put to-do lists. I put God's to-do list. Because then it's done on God's time and God's friend. I don't know. That just works for me. That's just what I do. And then it's, you know, just how the program, one of the slogans is just take the next indicated step. So if I got 10 things, I have to, you know, granted, I got to be like, well, what, do, what fire do I need to put out first and what fire to put out second? And I work in healthcare, so, you know, airway, breathing, circulation are really the fires. And I put them in that order. And then I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, I can't get to you. And then, you know, when I talk to people and be like, listen, I know you're hurting, or thank you for your patience, I know you've waited a really long time. If I'm saying that with sincerity and peace, you can see that, right? And you come like, oh, okay. I actually talked to the, um, Amazon this morning because I something didn't get returned and I had trouble understanding your English and I, I'm sorry can you repeat that I had to say that twice I'm sorry can you please repeat that and then I said at the end you know thank you so much for your time I really help really appreciate you getting this resolved she was like so grateful because I treated her with kindness and respect just what I want to be treated as and so if I practice that I'm not I'm believe me I'm no saint but I can practice that. And the more I practice it, the easier it gets. It's kind of like tying your shoes. The first, how many hundred, we don't remember when we were kids, but the first time you hunt, you have a fry an egg to sunny side up perfectly, right? The first hundred times you try that, it doesn't work very well. And then you change pots or change pans, or you go to your neighbor's house, your family's house, and it's not ever the thing the same, so it may not be exactly perfect. Not that we're talking about perfection. But it's the practice of doing it that makes it get better. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Do you feel, I, I know you talked a lot about your brother, and thank you. Um, do you feel like you've fully forgiven your family, and if so, kind of how did you go about that? The question was, have I fully forgiven my family, and how did I go about that? So, it says in some literature, I don't remember exactly where, but forgiveness is not forgetting. It's letting go of the hurt. I let go of my hurt. I let go of the hurt that I think he or she may be going through. A lot of it is compassion for me, and a part of it was just getting older and seeing people's struggles in a non-selfish way. Because um, I used to think that he was doing it to me, and you're being a jerk to me. But really, he should, if you think about a two-year-old, they're not purposely digging in your plants and and, you know, chewing 
the leaves off the plant. They just do what two-year-olds do. So if I can think about that, my brother is my brother. My brother is not in a program. He doesn't have any tools. He only has his own self-talking mind. And if he has a mind like mine, that is a scary place. So I can have compassion, and I can still show up and keep my side of the street clean and have an open mind and an open heart. And I can, I'm 100% responsible to meet him 50% of the way. I cannot make him meet me. I cannot make him be friends with me. I cannot make him enjoy my company. But if I sincerely come and be, and have an open mind and open heart, being kind, being of service, it brings in the spirit of safety and that maybe I'm willing to show up and be, and be different, and then maybe he's got the space to show up and be different. Is that helpful? Okay. Probably one more question? Yeah. Thank you so much, Nikki. Um, I was wondering, can you talk about um, if your um, step work or your program um, affected your romantic relationships? Oh, yes. How much time we have? <laughs> so the question was, um, has my step worked? How did it affect my relationships with um, romantic relationships? Um, so, again, you know, being young and I wanted tall, dark, and trouble. That was my type. And um, he, had to, he couldn't wear a striped shirt. And, you know what I mean? Like, I had, again, all these narrow-minded, judgmental, opinionated minds of what the perfect person should be. And then um, I started, you know, working with uh, other people in program, and they're like, well, what are the qualities we're looking at? How about kindness? How about integrity? How about uh, showing up for you? And then, um, and then the best advice, not advice, I don't give advice. <laughs> I don't give advice. The best thing I did was be the person I want to attract in all my affairs. So when I'm kind, I show up on time, I open doors at, for people at Starbucks, I practice kindness. That shows, and that's a great attraction. At least that was my experience. I let go of toxic people because that just doesn't work for me anymore. And um, I did find my husband in program. He's in program. <laughs> and we've been married for, we've been together eight years. Uh, not that that needs to be part of, the, that's just my own cherry on top. But it's practicing being the woman that you think God wants you to be. Or for me, I don't talk about you. Being the woman that God, I think I want to be. And then reciprocating that back. I don't think that was helpful. Yeah? Okay. Do I have time or one more question? Yeah, we'll do a quick one. Um, thank you so much. Um, can you just talk about when you came in, what was your abstinence or what is your abstinence, how you got a sponsor, the meetings, and then what it's like now? Sure. The question was um, when I first came in, how did I find my abstinence and how I found a sponsor and stuff like that. So um, when I first came to program, my first abstinence was no blueberry muffins. That's it. I had to start somewhere. <laughs> and... With my sponsor, uh, you know, a sp the thing is find a sponsor. It's suggested to go to six different meetings, um, see if it's for you. We're not a cult. At least that's not my experience. And then find someone who you, I found someone who I could hear and I could follow the their suggestions. 
Um, and they suggested, uh, first it was like three meals a day was part of my abstinence. And then as, you know, and I do something for 30 days. I just don't do it for a week because that's just another diet. So I do it for 30 days. I'm allowed to change my abstinence. I'm allowed to change my food program. <laughs> so my abstinence kind of grew, and so it's um, no binging, purging, or dieting. And my food plan is gluten-free because of my health issues. I'm now dairy-free. I'm struggling with that one. And um, no skipping meals. Because I, you know, I like I said, I'm under, I'm over, I'm over exercising, um, and you know, it has changed. My at one time, my absence was no sugar, but that just kept kept up, kept end up scratching the Ferrari and then you know totaling the Ferrari. So part of it is, and that's what I was kind of talked about in the beginning. People tell you it's sloppy, like getting your abstinence. For me, getting my abstinence for me. Um, finding a food pro, uh, food plan that works for me, it, it's sloppy in the beginning. I'm like, oh, that doesn't work for me. I can talk, be honest, share it with another, move forward. And if you want more information, we can talk after the meeting. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you.